That was good. Um, we're glad you're here this morning. We want to welcome you. If you're visiting with us, thank you for, for choosing to spend your Lord's Day here. Um, normally, we would welcome you with a, a luncheon in the fellowship hall. And if you come back next week, we would gladly uh, do that so that you have an opportunity to be connected. This week is a special week in that uh, the Care Center of Huntsville is having their uh, annual Sanctity of Life Sunday fundraiser. And so Mackenzie's Barbecue, which is never open on Sunday, is opening up special. And, and all the proceeds of what they're selling, they, you get a barbecue sandwich and, I don't know, chips and a drink or something like that. Whatever they're selling goes to the Care Center. The Care Center, as most of you know, most of you know more about it than I do, but they, uh, they provide a lot of uh, pregnancy and, and, and uh, related services to women, especially uh, younger women or women in need. Um, they are on the front lines of the battle that's to stop the killing of children in this country. And so I can't think of very many more worthy uh, uh, organizations or, or needs that you could support and still get a good barbecue sandwich out of it too. So do that today. That's my encouragement to you. Swing by there. Hey, some of you are like, the whole town's going to be there and I don't want to do that. Here's what you do. You take your money, you go over here to one of these hungry college students and you say, here, you go to McKenzie's and buy you a, 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 a barbecue sandwich because they're hungry, they have time, and they don't have money. Right? Right? They're, they're nodding. So, see, that, then you, can, you get a double blessing there because you've blessed college students and you've supported the care center. I can't see a, a bad part of that. If you're just joining us, we've been going through a series to start off the new year called Reset. We've talked about resetting our, our, our outlook, our perspective, our priorities, things that, that we focus on. And for the new year, we want to get a reset. We want to get a do-over. We want to start fresh. And, and this morning, I want to talk about resetting our song. Last, last week, I watched the, the college football national championship. Any of y'all watch that? Some of you did. Um, and, and, and I was watching the halftime performance, and I realized how old I really was. Because if you watch the halftime performance, Puff and the Imaginary Dragons came out, and, and they sang and, and did their little dance. And, and then somewhere in the middle of it, the Hamburglar came out and, and rapped. And, um, and, and I was just like, I'm old. I don't know any of this, but I, I feel really old. I realized that's not my song, right? Because we all have our song, right? You, you got your jam. I'm not going to call you by name. I could go around and say, what's your jam? Um, and, and, and some of you would have something. Something popped into your head right then anyway. You know what I'm talking about. See, for you guys in the, in the streaming age, you get your jam on demand. When we were young, we had to sit by the radio and wait for our jam to come on. And, and, and we'd be sitting at the ready with a cassette tape so that we could record it. And, and, and you'd be ready to hit go as soon as it came on. And inevitably, the DJ would talk over the first part of it, and you'd have to throw the whole thing away. They're laughing because they get that. Y'all will never have that privilege, and you should, be, you should be thankful. Our songs depend on where we are. Sometimes my songs are different based on my mood, right? If, if I'm getting fired up, um, if I'm getting pumped up, you know, like, like my game time music, it's... it's 
It's like some 80s rock. I probably shouldn't admit that, should I? Your preacher listens to 80s rock. Yes, it's true. And I'll, I'll come down and take my confession later. But if I'm getting pumped up, if I want to get fired up, it's like when I, was, when I was going on the football field. There were songs that we listened to. I still listen to those same songs to get fired up. But then I come home and I want to calm down. And so I listen to the Eagles, or I, I listen to, to uh, you know, a little country or something to, to, to take me down. Um, worship, it, it just depends on my mood, you know. It's, uh, it is well with my soul. is one of my all-time favorites. Um, I'll Fly Away is one of my all-time favorites. It depends on the mood. You know what I'm talking about. Um, there are songs that spark nostalgia. Like, anytime I hear Charlie Pride, I think of my grandmother. And, and because she loved Charlie Pride. She used to play him in the house all the time. Now, my grandfather was George Jones because George Jones, uh, when he first started out, he was from Port Arthur in that area. His, uh, his guitar player was my grandfather's twin brother. And so him and George had a thing, you know. And so when I hear George Jones, I, I think about my grandfather. It sparks nostalgia. Um, even my kids, when, when they were little, they had their song. When, when I was putting Allie to bed, I would sing uh, Amazing Grace and Peaceful Easy Feeling. That was, that was her songs. And we would sing those every night as she was getting ready to bed. Now, Olivia, it was When I Survey the Wondrous Cross and It Is Well With My Soul. And we would sing those every night. That was, that was our song. We have our songs. And the people of God have always been marked by songs. We've always found songs important. As Brad started out this morning talking about songs being what leads us into battle. Battles have been fought with songs. Battles have been fought in churches about songs. Some of the first splits in the restoration movement was because Alexander Campbell came out with a hymnal, and it had those new modern songs in it. Songs like When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Um, and, and, and those new modern songs, instead of singing, they believed that you were only supposed to sing the psalms that you weren't supposed to sing anything else because it was unscriptural. So the church split over that. We, we fight over songs. We fight with songs. We, songs are a, a, a huge part of who we are, of our life. Songs matter. That's the bottom line. Songs matter. The songs we sing say a lot about who we are. The songs we sing reflect our values, reflect our experiences. We're, we're drawn to songs which speak to us which say something to our hearts. We, we love those songs that, that say what we're thinking or feeling. Um, it's why when, when we were dating back in those days, we'd make a mixtape. Y'all don't know what that is. It's okay. Playlist. Think playlist. We'd make a mixtape, and that's what you'd give to the girl because it said what you were thinking better than you could say uh, with your own words. So have you ever stopped to think about the songs that we sing? And I'm not just talking about in this room. I'm not just talking about what you sing along to on the radio. I'm talking about the songs that are, that are internal. See, the Bible talks a lot about songs. Songs of praise, songs of joy, songs of lament, songs of repentance, songs of Zion and going home. And, and especially it talks about a new song. A new song, that phrase, is used nine times in Scripture, according to the NIV. Six are in the Psalms, two are in Revelation, and one is in Isaiah. These are always used in conjunction with a mighty act of God. When God did something amazing, His people sang a new song. There's no command in Scripture where God says, go sing the old songs. 
God says we're doing a new thing, and we're doing it in a new way, and you are a new creation, and you need a new song. Over and over and over, God says, don't just go back to the oldies. They're good. There's nothing wrong with them, but they don't fully articulate the newness of what is happening in your life. You've got to sing a new song, a song that declares a new experience, a song that declares a newness about you, a a song that declares what God is doing inside of you. Psalm 40, for instance, um, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. You put a new song in my mouth because of what God had done for him. God picked him up out of the pit, set him on dry ground. And because of that, he couldn't continue to sing pit songs. He had to sing a new song, the song that God put in his mouth. Psalm 98, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation, is the way that goes on. The problem is, a lot of us, we keep singing pit songs. We keep singing the songs of the mud. We keep singing the same old songs. We sing the songs that we like because they're comfortable. We've been singing them for a long time. We sing songs about our family, our family of origin. We sing songs that our family taught us. And they taught us to sing songs. Some of us, it it was that we weren't good enough. And we sing this song still today, that I'm not good enough. Some of us, it was that we weren't smart enough. Some of us, it was that we were better than everybody else. And we're still singing that song today. But it's a song that was taught to us by our family of origin. We learn those songs growing up and they cycle through our head. There's, there, some of us, because of our families, are singing songs about abuse or neglect. We're singing songs that somehow my family fell apart because I wasn't enough of a child to keep my parents together. Some of us are singing songs that it must be whatever was done to me must be my fault. That, that, that I must have failed in some way because these things happened to me. And that's, that's the song that we're singing, that family song. But Jesus is calling us out of that song. See, Jesus Himself says that He didn't come to promote family values. I don't care what the politicians tell you. Jesus says in Matthew 10, Do not assume that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Jesus says, my song is more important than your family's song. And you need to be singing a new song. A song of a new family. A song of a new birth. A song of a new adoption. Now, still more of us are singing songs about our past. The things that, that, that have been done that haunt us, or maybe the things that we have done that haunt us. Our mistakes, our failures, the, the, the sins or misgivings of the past, they eat us up, and we keep singing that song in our head that, that I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy enough, or I'm not smart enough, or you have no idea what I've done. 
That soundtrack of guilt and shame keeps playing in our head. And no matter what, it's all that we can hear. It drowns out Jesus saying, I can overcome all of that. Some of us, even though we've been redeemed, we've been saved, we've we've been buried in baptism, raised to a new life, but we still keep singing the same song of our past. Because we can't let go of it. God has said, I've taken those sins and moved them far from you, but we're still singing about them in our head. And Jesus is saying, you need to sing a new song. Some of us are singing a song about perfection. We sing a song that we have to get everything just perfect because if we don't, God is going to smite us. That if if I don't achieve perfection in every aspect of my life, if I'm not the, the perfect Christian, if I don't follow the rules perfectly, if I don't make sure everybody else follows the rules perfectly, if I'm not the perfect father, the perfect husband, the perfect whatever, then I'm a failure and I have to achieve this perfection. And we become so mired in, in this legalistic, me-driven, works-based religion that we totally despise ourselves. And that overflows into the way we treat those around us. Instead of finding the freedom that Paul talks about in Galatians, that we've been set free of the yoke of a law, we've taken the old law and pushed it away, but we've created a new law to put on ourselves and everyone else around us because we have a law of perfection. And so instead of finding freedom and joy in Christ, we find slavery and misery. Some of us have that playlist going on in our heads all the time. Some of us, it alternates between different versions of these songs. So we get a mixtape of guilt and shame and legalism that drowns out the voice of God and the new song. But God says you've got to reset the song. It's time for a new song, a song of redemption, a song of forgiveness, a song of new birth and new life and being a new creation in Jesus Christ. But to fully embrace that song, we've got to shut down that song that runs through our heads. The prophet in Zephaniah says, Sing, daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. That's what he's saying to us in Jesus Christ even today. Sing. Sing about it. Sing your new song. Because God's taken away your punishment. God, through Jesus Christ, has removed your sin. He's taken you out from under the the slavery of sin and death. He has delivered you. Sing about that. Be excited about that. Be happy about that. As Christians, we're not called to sing the blues. We're called to shout aloud. We're called to rejoice. We're called to make a joyful noise, to sing a new song. The Lord has proclaimed that the punishment of sin has been taken care of. Sing, because God has drawn near. Nietzsche wrote, I can only believe in a God who can dance as he was running down the religion of Christianity. Now, I know we're church of Christ, so we don't dance. But God does. God does. That's hard for us to imagine. That's hard for us to believe. But that's the whole purpose of the story of the prodigal son. The story of the prodigal son is all about this God 
who gets so excited when he sees that kid coming off that he throws away his dignity. He throws away his propriety. He goes nuts. He runs down there. He sheds every semblance of, of, of his high and mightiness. And he embraces that kid. And then you know what he does? He throws a party. God gets jiggy with it. Children of the 90s laughed at that. The rest of you have no idea what that meant. Just stay with me. God's not cold and distant. God's not some off over here waiting to, to zap us. God's not, not sitting around waiting for us to mess up so that, so that He can shoot us. He, he's wanting to be with us. He's wanting to be among us. That's what the prophet Zephaniah says. When he finishes that passage in Zephaniah with this. The Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves. He takes great delight in you. In his love, he will quiet you and will rejoice over you with singing. Get that picture. If you can get that picture, it makes a huge difference in the way you interact with God, in the way you interact with your religion, in the way you interact with the world. God takes delight in you, in me. My kids were little, they had their songs, right? And Olivia was scared of thunder. You remember that? She'd come into my bedroom in the middle of the night, wake me up, Daddy, there's thunder. And she'd say in her cute little three-year-old way, Daddy, can you sing Wonder Cross and a Whale? I know, right? It's a cute moment. I, I can't let it go. I'm sorry, Olivia. And I would sit up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and we'd sing the Wondrous Cross, and we'd sing the Whale. It is well with my soul. And we would quiet her with singing. That's what the prophet Zephaniah says God is doing for you. He's going to hold you in His arms. And He's going to sing over you until you calm. Because He delights in you. He loves you so much that He would come to earth and die for you. And all He wants is for you to understand you don't have to keep singing those same old songs. Sing a new song. Sing a song of, of love and of joy. Sing a song that praises our God. We come together as a church and sing not because we're perfect or holy, but because God has done amazing things among us. Unbelievable things among us. And so we sing. And we sing a new song. And sometimes you're going to hear Chris, or you're going to hear me, or you're going to hear somebody else tell you, sing like you mean it. We come in here sometimes and it sounds like it's a funeral. We are not burying Jesus because our God is alive. You can amen that. I miss you, Ray. Our God is alive and we're going to sing about that. We're going to sing a new song. We're going to sing a new song of Moses and the Lamb. That's what, that's what the Bible tells us we're going to do when we get home. So you better be ready to do that. Are you ready to sing about it? Are you ready to sing a new song? God's ready. He's ready for us to sing. So let's go back to where we started. What do our songs say about us? Do they articulate our values? Do they tell who we are? Do they tell what God has done in our lives and what God is doing for us? If not then let's reset them. Let's reset them in 2019 and let's get us a new song. Let's sing a song 
that declares the joy of the Lord. God says, if you can't find that song, I'll put it in your mouth. That's what he tells the psalmist. I'll pick you up out of the mud, I'll put you on dry ground, and I'll put the song in your mouth. You don't have to worry about making it up. You don't have to worry about learning it. I'll put it in your mouth. Are you ready to reset your song? Are you ready to start over? Let us help you. Let us pray with you. Let us lift you up. Let us join you in, in, in declaring publicly through the waters of baptism that you're submitting to Jesus and you're going to be raised a new creature to sing a new song. However we can help you, let's reset your song. Let's sing a new song right now while together we stand and sing. There's a fountain free, tis for you and me. Let us say so to its bring. Tis the fount of love from the source above, and he bids us all freely drink. Will you come to the fountain free? Will you come? Tis for you and me, O thirsty soul, and hear the welcome call. There's a fountain open for all. There's a rock that's cleft and no soul is left that may not its pure water share. Tis for you and me and this stream I see. Let us hasten joyfully there. Will you come to the fountain free? Will you come? Tis for you fountain open for all. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, and shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, and shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Sing aloud to God. Let the people shout before His throne. Hallelujah. Sing aloud to God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah. And shout hallelujah, and shout hallelujah unto the Lord from the ends of the earth and from the depths of the sea. Let all creation praise His name from the ends of the earth. And from the depths of the sea, let all creation praise His name. So shout hallelujah, and shout hallelujah, and shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, 
unto the Lord. Shout alleluia. Before John leads us in our closing prayer, I want to remind you today as our corporate meeting, that's something that we have to do uh, uh, based on tax things and stuff, but I, I want you, if you can, to hang around for a few minutes. I promise we'll be brief, but this is an opportunity for you to see how your giving directly impacts the work of this church and the lives of people in this community. I hope you will stay around. I promise you there will be exploding toilets. If that doesn't make you want to stay, then uh, I don't know what will. John, lead us in prayer. Our merciful and most divine Heavenly Father, hallowed be your great and matchless name. Lord, be with us, guard us, guide us, and direct us. Remember that Jesus loves us because the Bible tells us so. One of the earliest songs we ever learned. Forgive us of our sins, guard us, guide us, and direct us. And bring us together again if it's your will. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray this prayer. Amen.